0: My Wax Museum is a proud member of the Create Fine. Hey guys, just jumping in here before we get into today's show, I just wanted to say, one, thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And two, I would love it if you left us a review. You can do that by going to ratethispodcast.com slash wax. Again, that's ratethispodcast.com slash wax. We've received a lot of reviews in the past little while, And it is hugely appreciated. It helps people find the show and continue to get that message to listen intently to the people around you. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by one of my favorite people on this planet and one of my best friends, Spencer Muirhead. Now, I'm excited to share this interview with you because over the past 10 years, there are few people who have been as important in my life just as a friend, just for being there as Spencer Muirhead. So I'm excited to share this interview with you. We have a great conversation, as we always do, but this was great to dig in a little bit more to who he is and who he sees himself as both now and in the future. And remember, after today's show... To make five minutes today to listen intently to the people around you. Spencer Thomas Muirhead. Welcome to My Wax Museum. I didn't
1: know my middle name was going to be on here.
0: (laughs) If anybody wants to know Spencer's security questions to his bank account, (laughs) Uh, yeah, welcome to My Wax
1: Museum. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) You're
0: welcome. I'm glad you're here. Uh, So, uh, like you just witnessed uh, with last week's episode that was literally recorded like 15 minutes ago, um, I start every episode with how we know each other. So why don't you fill me in, Spencer? How do
1: we know each other? Correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but uh, my first memory of you is when uh, the ward boundaries uh, in our... Church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, were changed. I was twelve at the time, and uh, I thought it was the end when it was announced. I thought it was the end of the world because I was going to be in a different world than the majority of my friends were. But uh, due to it, I ended up meeting you, Alex, um, and a lot of other uh, people who I still like cherish as friends from my youth. But I believe that's, I don't know, the first time like we started interacting with each other. We're both from Calgary, so um, it's definitely possible that we'd like, seen each other before that. Um, but we definitely became friends from that, uh, seeing each other at church every week and at like different activities and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah, that, that was the first time that I
0: remember seeing you. I knew Jonathan before that, though, because before that boundary change, there was another boundary change. And so, I knew John, and then the boundaries changed, and then I didn't know you guys and then then we renewed each other
1: and for listeners who are unaware, Jonathan is my older brother, yeah,
0: yeah, uh, and uh yeah, so yeah, I remember I remember seeing you seeing you there i could definitely tell you thought it was the end of yeah, the world i was like Who so is this guy sitting so your me? first memory is of me crying you as a 12 year old eyes out and sarah was too yeah um
1: she was eight at the time though, she was so she was, eight, a so more, was a little more a little passable. more understandable for her than yeah
0: me. but at the same time i mean you're friends right like you know you get worried about it especially when you're 12 you don't have a car that you can just drive and see your friends
1: and and something like that really does seem like it does seem a big like the, deal. End of the world
0: yeah yeah um so yeah like we mentioned we're both from calgary um you were born in calgary right and so fill me in on your experience um growing up in
1: calgary um i mean like anyone everyone kind of like unless you've moved around a lot but if you like spent most of your life growing up in the same city or town uh you I don't know you kind of grow up thinking that that's the normal and I still kind of think that Calgary is a pretty like normal city uh, I don't think it's that different um um or like too similar to like other cities I just feel like it's kind of kind of average but uh growing up there like I in Calgary I definitely I, I feel I I might have been influenced by some of like the calgarian pride but definitely felt like calgary was a bigger city than it probably was but uh i don't know there's like it gets cold in winter so like uh i when i think of calgary honestly i think like a lot of the winter i feel like just because like my childhood those are, those are like a lot of memories are just like like sledding outside um but yeah i guess that's <laughs> that's what i <laughs> what was think your of my experience explained? it got cold in the yeah. winter. <laughs> I maybe I just got used to like saying that to to people after living in Chile and now here in uh, right. Rexburg. Even though uh, Rexburg gets Rexburg right. is uh, just as cold. pretty much the same climate. And the weather is worse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely windier. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: And it, yeah, and it just it gets hotter and it gets colder here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh yeah. The weather, wow, great! Yeah, so that's what you wanted to hear, right? Uh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna do a whole podcast about the weather yeah, inspired <laughs> by your dad. Uh, so, <laughs> I should have you. He'll be dad. so proud. He would be so proud. <laughs> okay, so so growing up, um, where do you fall in the family? Obviously, I know this, but yeah. I'll let you answer. So
1: yeah, that, <laughs> I should have probably <laughs> talked about my family rather than the weather, but. Uh, so I'm the third of seven children. So I have two older brothers, two younger sisters, and then two younger brothers after that. And my parents, uh, are the, I don't know, something interesting about them. They're kind of, they're about 10 years apart in age, um, which, uh, I'm kind of comparing all my answers here to, um, my wife's who was just recorded, as we mentioned, um, And her parents are a lot closer to her age than um, I am to my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like uh, I don't like, I'm not calling my parents old or anything. Um, uh, Not that I I don't know if they'll ever (laughs) listen to this, (laughs) Uh, but I feel like I was influenced. That was kind of an influence in family life. I mean, my, my dad got married in his thirties and, but He's also the youngest of his siblings, so all my family on that side, um, all my cousins are a lot older than I am, and we're having kids while I was uh, still a baby, so I'm closer to age to most of uh, my cousin's children children on my sorry my cousin's children on my uh, dad's side, but on my mom's side, it's a bit of the opposite because she was the oldest um all of my cousins are younger than me on that side so that was kind of uh something interesting uh that's uh about I don't know my extended family and i think it shows uh in my family sorry I, <laughs> i'm curious I, i'm curious do you want to expand on how it shows like what do you mean i think that uh my parents love each other very much and that definitely um shows but i also think that uh they're um almost from like a different generation. Uh, and, uh, so I definitely felt like my mom, uh, as most mothers do, like took a kind of closer role in the home, um, than my dad did. And also just, uh, extended family wise, as I explained, um, we ended up being like a lot closer to my mom's, uh, cousins. So I know them a lot better than I know, uh, my cousins on my dad's side. And
0: so, um, coming, coming from a big family, um, and being the third in in your family, uh, what was what was that experience like? Having having all these siblings, having just a wild amount of siblings. Who would have that many siblings?
1: Really, I would. <laughs> <laughs> I would too. And uh, that's another funny. Yeah, we both have <laughs> yeah, families of seven siblings, and that's definitely been a running joke between our two families. Um, but I. I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, and maybe most people think that with the number of siblings that they have, uh, that they would want to have the same amount, but it was really interesting. Um, I feel like even though we were an odd number of kids, I feel like we kind of all paired off. Um, my, uh, older brother, Jonathan, uh, and I were definitely best friends like all through, throughout our childhood uh any friend of jonathan ended up being a friend of mine i don't know if they viewed me that way but i definitely viewed them that way um as like jonathan's friends were my friends um and hannah and sarah my two younger sisters uh closest in age to each other um and the only uh the only girls in the family other than my mom were definitely uh always together. So that was kind of interesting. Uh, like my two younger, youngest brothers are also, uh, they, they share pretty much all the same friends even though they're three years apart. Um, and it's kind of funny because Alec, uh, my oldest brother is kind of left alone in that, like that, that pairing off, but he definitely like spent a lot of time with Jonathan and I as well. And Jonathan, uh, spent a lot of time with Alec where I was not there. Um, because they're actually closer in age to each other than Jonathan is to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's interesting because I have a lot more memories with Jonathan than with any of my other siblings. Uh, obviously we all attended the same like family events and we lived in the same household. But when I left the house, um, other than to school, I was usually leaving with Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting uh, just, how i don't different family i i don't know i know this is about me but i kind of want to ask you how you feel about uh uh your siblings like do you think that you guys all paired off too oh
0: totally yeah yeah we definitely growing up there there were groups we have the older kids the big kids Mm -hmm. us oldest four and then we have the little girls and those are the youngest three um and alandra and i are you know basically twins were Irish twins, actually. Fun fact. Um, and, uh, but Jarek and I were always like best friends, you know? Uh, yeah. So I kind of had the same, same experience. Now it feels like a different podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and I think, I think we could see that in both of our families growing up. Cause like like you said, like we grew up close to each other. Um, our ages almost match up perfectly. Uh, like Alec and Jerica are a month apart and Amara and Ian, the youngest are a month apart. I didn't know that about Amara and Ian. I guess I yeah. don't know Amara's birthday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's in March. And so oh, like, wow. yeah. So, so the oldest and the youngest in our family are a month apart. Um, from each other yeah and the rest are maybe off by a couple like a year or so but right at the most yeah. right like and so yeah it, it it is interesting so i i am curious about like your unique experience in your family because obviously obviously we had pretty similar ish upbringings in a lot of ways um we lived in the same area we you know went to church together Uh, we're around the same ages we're friends with each other right Uh, but I'm I'm curious to hear what what you maybe feel uh, was unique about your growing up experience
1: I think like I was saying about uh, Jonathan and I um, really spending a lot of time together that's I don't know like how unique it is, but that's what stands out to me the most about my childhood is that Jonathan was pretty much always there, um, and uh, I definitely loved getting to be his younger brother. Um, I'm sure I was a little annoying at times, uh, but I don't think he really showed it that often uh, that uh, that I was annoying to him, I, and perhaps I wasn't. That's, uh, I don't know, because every memory I can I can think of uh, right now about my childhood, uh, Jonathan's there. And uh, I really appreciated that as a kid, and I probably didn't let him know, and I should probably give him a call after this to, to let him know how much uh, I appreciated him always being that, like, big brother watching over me. Uh, and, like, it doesn't, didn't matter, actually, uh if you don't mind, I'm going to share a particular story. Uh, so when I was, uh, in elementary, I can't remember exactly what grade, but Jonathan and I would take the bus together, but our not our other siblings at the time, weren't taking the same bus as as us, as far as I can remember. Um, and on the school bus, I, uh, had a weird quirk, um, where I would lie under the seat instead of sitting upright. Um, and, Uh, I don't know why I did this as a a kid, um, but I did. Uh, And some other kids who got off at the same stop as us, they lived um, pretty close um, to us. Um, One day we got off the bus and they started picking fun at me uh, for it. Um, And Jonathan definitely uh, uh, noticed and he stood up for me then. And I haven't thought about that in a long time, but... Um, that wouldn't, that's not the only experience where, uh, Jonathan stood up for me. And I think that's, uh, something about, uh, my family that's a little interesting is that we immediate on immediate, like sight we may not seem like, uh, the closest family I do. Like my wife and her siblings, I, I feel they're like a lot closer, at least, um, uh, and, Like how often they talk with each other, uh, even though like they're not living in the same state. Uh, But uh, my family, we meet. I don't know. I I don't live in the same uh, same city as Jonathan right now. Uh, But I definitely like still feel that closeness to him, even though like we don't talk that much. Uh, And I think you'd agree that a lot of my family uh, are very quiet. Um, people that uh, don't say more than necessary uh, in most circumstances. Uh, But uh, even though we don't, I don't know, say that a lot, uh, like the words I love you probably weren't uh, spoken that often in my home through words, but I definitely feel like through actions they were spoken a lot, just like Jonathan standing up for me in that particular time. And, um, countless other times I could feel that my brother loved me, even though it wasn't being said. Um, and I re- I really appreciate looking, looking back at that because looking forward in my life, I want to be a father someday. Um, and I definitely want, uh, my kids to know that I love them and I want my kids to uh, love each other, show love to their siblings, uh, and that's uh, I've learned it in ways from my family, and I've and I've learned it in ways in seeing how my wife's family interacts, uh, and I think that's interesting, just how different families uh, show love in different ways for each other and uh and nice that you have those
0: those particular experiences that you can hold on to and and like recall um when when you felt that love so i'm curious as you like accepted this love uh from your family um what are some of the ways that you gave that back that you shared that love either with your family or
1: or with other other people around you my mom had a phrase in our home um well more like a question whenever there was kind of a uh a fight breaking out between us uh she'd always ask who's going to be the peacemaker like if we were fighting over a toy she'd ask who's going to be the peacemaker like who's going to just give up the fight like f- for the other um i i don't want to shout myself out or anything but <laughs> uh as a kid i i don't know i remember wanting to be a peacemaker and i I still do want to be um, that kind of person and family member that uh, will give up their like their fight no matter like what it is just so there can be peace in the home and like either someone can have their toy or uh, maybe something more meaningful than uh, like a Lego set or something like that but uh, I think that's a way that uh, I definitely tried to show love to my family um and uh I still would yeah I like that that's a very classic mom
0: thing to do who's gonna be the peacemaker make it seem cool to to give up to be the loser just kidding (laughs) Haley thought that was funnier than you thought it was (laughs) uh (laughs) um yeah I think that's I think that's a great parenting tactic and uh, I could see how that would work. Hey guys, future Alex here just jumping in to kindly invite you to join us over on Instagram at My Museum. Now you might be thinking, Alex, what if I don't want to be bombarded with random Instagram posts announcing when a new episode is out? Well, hey, the good news is, is that on Instagram, the way that we do that is by giving you special clips. You actually get to see bonus content that isn't published Anywhere but Instagram. It's really cool. Some bonus questions that we ask the guests before each interview. I'm going to give you a quick little sample here and then remind you again. It's at My Wax Museum on Instagram. Here's that sample from the quick questions with Spencer
1: himself. What's your earliest memory? The earliest memory I can remember. And uh, when my other sister, Sarah, was born, I was four at the time and i remember my aunt and uncle driving us to the hospital and at all the red lights the car would die it would just like sputter out and die and then they'd have to restart it once the light turned green and my aunt and uncle were driving my parents vehicle uh but my parents were at the hospital um and i being a little four four year old thought i knew something and said i think it's out of gas but my uncle assured me that it wasn't sometime later i assumed like uh a week or so later i asked my dad if it was out of gas when my aunt and uncle took me to the hospital to meet my sister and he said yeah it was out of gas so i don't know why my uncle lied to me i've never talked to him uh, about it
0: okay so i want to know the truth behind this memory i want to know what actually happened so mom if you're listening to this please fill us in we need to know the truth. Anyways, again, if you want more content like that, just little quick questions from our guests, you can head over to instagramcom mywaxmuseum. Our handle is at mywaxmuseum. It couldn't be more simple. But with that, thanks for following us. Now back to the show. So, so with you trying to be the peacemaker, uh, how did that affect your your life outside of the family? going to school and, and just kind of going about your day?
1: I think it was easy to make friends. Um, uh, as you brought up a couple times how I never introduced you to some of my <laughs> friends who yeah. now, that, now that you've met them, um, uh, you're very close friends with them. You're angry that I knew them for so many <laughs> years and I knew you for so many years without... Uh, Ever like getting you two
0: together? And I um, okay, I'm gonna stop you and give some context. Here, yeah. Okay? okay. Okay. He's talking about Johnny and Jazz Gran. and these two guys are like some of my favorite people. And I remember growing up, I'd always talk to you and Jonathan. Jonathan, I was closer with growing up, so that he was like the main culprit, I think. Where I'd I'd, I'd text you guys and say, "What are you doing?" And you guys are like. And I'd invite you to hang out. And you're like, oh, we can't hang out. We're hanging out with Johnny and Jazz. And I'm like, okay, like, do we want to all hang out? And you guys just, like, for the longest time, all the time, it was, like, two separate worlds. And then I finally met them. And I was like, what the heck? I love these guys.
1: <laughs> I love them, too. And I I don't know. We, and so I had, like, a lot of different group of groups of friends. Not only, like... Um, Johnny and Jessica and I met Jazz when we were in kindergarten, um, and, uh, that we still definitely keep in touch, uh, even though I'm not living in the same city as them, uh, and I definitely see them as lifelong friends. Um, but yeah, they definitely, uh, have always been kind of separate, uh, because they... Uh, a couple grades later on, they moved to private school. And so all their friends from school were different than our friends from school, but we still, um, lived fairly close together and got together. So there, and we didn't see their friends that like they knew from school as our friends kind of thing. Right, so, right. um, we never really like mixed uh, <laughs> mix them together. Uh, and I had, um, friends that weren't Jonathan's friends, uh, that were, my age from like my grade and Jonathan was two years older than me Uh, but I I knew all of his friends but he probably didn't know all of my friends and I think that was kind of I don't know uh, my wife and I were talking about a couple weeks ago how it's just that I looking back on it it seems interesting to me that I had a lot of friends but weren't they weren't necessarily all part of the same group of people and I didn't necessarily feel like I ended that I belong to their group um individually at least I I definitely felt like they were my friends and uh, like when I was with them that like I felt like I didn't feel excluded or anything but I didn't feel like they were like my main uh, group of friends which a lot of uh, a lot of kids have that or at least uh, it appeared to me and uh, like speaking listening to like my wife's experiences and uh, growing up in school, she had um, a specific group of friends that were all friends together. Um, but she did grow up in uh, a lot small smaller school than like I did. So uh, that's just something uh, interesting we talked about, and I think maybe uh, a, maybe I caused that because of uh, the whole peacemaker mentality that like i was willing to be friends with anyone um and i mean not all kids growing up are
0: are there any experiences um in particular of that of that friendship making of of you just having all of these friends and all these different groups and all these different areas um that that stand out particularly to you as like um you look back on and think like oh like I was a good friend, you know, like I did something good.
1: Um, As you know, um, I worked at Little Caesars for um, during uh, a couple years in high school and afterwards. uh, And one of the reasons I applied to Little Caesars in the first place uh, was because my friend uh, Tyler Jensen was working there and before I started working there, uh, Tyler and I were, we were definitely friends, uh, but we were not nearly as close as we became, uh, as we did as, uh, workers And I, Tyler's interesting because we definitely, uh, we had friends, uh, from church that we both knew and we had friends from work that we both knew. We, we spent time together. Um, but none of those, uh, none of those people have really stuck as like, Oh my, like my friends that are like friends with Tyler as well. Like we're all in the same group. Tyler has always seemed like an individual friend to me, um, in, in my head. Uh, and I, th- I learned a lot from Tyler and I still, still do. He's, um, one of the few people I still keep in touch with, uh, who's living in Calgary right now. I, I'd like to think that our, our friendship was uh, beneficial for him too. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, I... It'd be interesting to hear from his perspective how he views. I know that like I feel valued as his friend. Um, and I don't know if I did anything uh, big or great uh, for him over the many years that we've uh, been friends. But uh, I definitely love love Tyler and I love being his friend. Uh, and, uh, I love getting to see the way that like he's grown and I've grown over the years. And even though we definitely don't spend as much time together as we did, um, in high school or immediately, like after graduation, um, uh, you'll always be like really close to me, like definitely have a like special place in, in my heart. And I think that I'll always, uh, have a place in his, and uh, and that's the thing is, uh, as I've said that I've had so many different friend groups and whatnot. Um, I don't really keep in contact with uh, that many of them on a regular basis. I mean there's a difference between like having them on Facebook and seeing what um, is happening in their lives and actively having meaningful conversations with them. Um, but I think Tyler is one of those people that uh, I do have meaningful conversations with uh, regularly looking at your life,
0: um, and, and coming up to now, um, obviously like we're, we're making like a huge, a huge leap to, to kind of get to the present moment here. Um, but what, what are you doing, um, to maintain that relationship and like with anybody else that you keep in touch with, um, you know, what is it that makes you care to maintain that relationship and and think that it's it's something worth um you know
1: maintaining over such a long distance. Well, as you know Alex, I served a, a mission in, in Chile. I was there for two years. And other than my family, Tyler was the only one who I received an email f- from every single week. Um, except for I think there was one week that he missed and he felt and he, he sent two emails the next week and ex- <laughs> one just explaining how terrible he felt that he missed a week. Um I I enjoyed getting to hear like what was happening in his life. Sometimes it wasn't like I didn't get to hear a lot. Sometimes it was just like a quote from one of the movies that we love. Um, but Tyler made that effort to keep in contact with me. Um when the only the only form of contact I had at the time was email. And I definitely feel um, this isn't the main reason, but I definitely feel a bit of responsibility as his friend. And I feel, and I think most friends should feel, uh, definitely like close friends should feel responsibility to look out for each other. Um, and I feel like Tyler definitely makes an effort to uh, look out for me and uh, and I feel like it's worthwhile to make that effort to look out for him. Um, and there's definitely a lot, a lot more people in my life that I've met and I love that I, uh, that I want to, you know, put in the same effort to uh, keep in contact with them, uh, as as my life moves forward and their life moves forward, even though, um, like our lives may not be leading in the same direction, for uh, for some reason Tyler has. Uh, um, has that place in my heart where, like, I'm—I think I'll always uh, be putting out that effort to, like, actively be, uh, like, speaking with him, uh, whether it's just uh, sharing a couple jokes um, that uh, we uh, have recently rediscovered that we we used to make all the time, or um, whether it's uh, a little on a little more serious note, asking. Uh, how each of us are doing on a personal level, and so I guess to summarize my my long answer, uh, definitely a mix of responsibility and love uh, is what it comes down to to um, to making it worthwhile to keep in contact with uh, those people that you care about who are um, living in a long distance from you. At least that's how it is for me speaking of people that you care
0: about you have a wife I do uh, and last week we we heard about her um, her experience uh, falling in love with you Spencer and uh, and so I I don't want to like rehash the whole story because that probably won't make for very interesting podcasting um, but I want to hear from your perspective what what you were thinking because she mentioned, how she felt um, going on the date. I'm trying to hint people that they should go back and listen to that episode if they haven't. But uh, how did you? F- how did you feel going into this first
1: double date and like the subsequent week? Definitely on. So leading up to the date, uh, I definitely hadn't thought of Haley like in a romantic way to. Um, at least in a great extent um i definitely uh loved her as a person i loved knowing her as a missionary and uh it's interesting now just knowing her as uh, uh my now wife how i thought she was just such a great person then and how i such i think that she's even an even better person now um but going into the on the date uh as haley was thinking that I might not be interested in being more than friends, I was definitely thinking the opposite. And during that date, I, uh, when I was picking her up for it, I w- was definitely very nervous. I'm like, why am I nervous for this? And I'm like, it's cause you like her and you want this to go well. Um, and I did, and it did go well, uh, fortunately for, for me, I definitely wanted things to go faster, uh, than Haley did at first. Um, She's definitely a lot more nervous about the living in two country things than as I think she rightly uh, should be uh, long distance relationships, as we <laughs> just talked about as like friends. Um, when you add romance, like romance into that, it makes it a lot more complicated and a lot harder to be uh, living in a in a different country. And it definitely was uh, difficult Um but it's something that I definitely wanted as soon as uh, we started that date and I'm grateful that it led to where it did.
0: Me too. I think you guys are delightful. Uh, so, so then moving forward now, um, now, now you're living here in Rexburg, you're both doing school, you're studying. Um, do you want to fill me in maybe briefly uh, as we move into the end of the episode here? Um, on what it is that you're you're studying and why you've chosen that
1: as your major so i'm studying uh automotive uh technology management is the the full name of uh my degree and originally when i applied for school i was applying for a degree in business management and uh I was worried coming to school because uh when I when you ask a lot of people my age what they're going if they haven't come to university yet, or even if they are at university, you ask them what they're gonna study. Um business management is a very popular answer. Mm-hmm. And I and I was thinking to myself, well, not everybody can be a manager. Um I and that's where I wanted to to take my career is to be a manager. I didn't. I didn't know what industry um, though when I was applying for university. And I ended up uh, deciding on the automotive industry uh, in part due to my brother, uh, who's also in the automotive program, but in a, a different degree than I am. And I. I saw what he was learning about, um, cars and how my, my parents, uh, would talk to him for car advice. And I thought to myself that, you know, I want to, I want to know those things too. I, I want to know what's going on with, uh, my own vehicle. And, uh, ultimately I decided to, uh, to change my degree to automotive technology management. So I'd be able to learn the business management skills um, that I would from the business department, um, but also learn uh, the automotive skills uh, that uh, I wanted to learn for initi- my initial interest was personal use. Um, but uh, I thought to myself, why not? Um, you know, if you're going to know what to do with your own car, why not make money um, uh, helping other people with theirs? And vehicles are definitely um, not something that's uh, going away anytime soon. They're definitely adapting. Uh, but there's more vehicles on the road every year and all of them uh, need regular maintenance. Um, but I guess I should maybe give a little more backstory into like why I wanted to be doing business management in the first place. Um, I really wanted to be... A manager uh, because of one of the managers that I had working at Little Caesars. Um, and uh, since he worked at Little Caesars Alex for a, a time, uh, you, um, you know him as well. Uh, but I had a manager named Darwin, um, who definitely had a big impact on me um, as a youth um, and as a young adult as I uh, um, stayed working there. And uh, ended up becoming a supervisor um, and uh, an assistant manager um, before leaving for school. And Darwin had an impact on me, I think, uh, more personal than most managers have on on people. Um, but Darwin cared a lot. He cared more than uh, just making um, the company uh or the store profitable he cared about that uh the people who is working for him were getting something out of it as well um and i don't know if he'd use those words but that's definitely some um something i saw um working for him and i want to have a similar influence uh in the future on uh, my future employees uh, i want to help them grow um not only so they can help out the business uh wherever I'm, uh, whatever business I may be managing, but also, so when they move on from that job, um, they can, uh, take those skills elsewhere. Um, uh, not only professionally, but personally, like in their families. Um, and I think that Darwin, uh, taught me a lot of lessons that, um, I, didn't expect to learn in the workplace, but I also want others to be able to have that same ex- positive experience and uh, learn lessons um, that apply to more than just uh, making pizzas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I can attest, big fan of Darwin.
0: Ever, I mean, he's great. Um, and and I, I've been able to see the impact that he's had on you in that, you know, um, employee-employer relationship. Um, and so moving forward, um, with, with your future, um, what are a few of the things that you'd like to, like to do? We, we've kind of touched on, on, you know, what, what impact you want to have on people. Um, but what
1: are some of like the bucket list items, like some of the things you want to accomplish? Number one is definitely family. Um, I definitely, uh, my greatest goal in life is to be a great, uh, husband and father. Um, and so that's, uh, definitely the most important part of, uh, Haley and I's future, um, is our future children, um, and each other, um, throughout, um, the years, uh, that, uh, that we'll have together in the future. But professionally, uh, as, uh, Haley mentioned in, uh, last week's episode, which you should definitely check out if you haven't, um, we, uh, well, I'm interested in working for Tesla. Um, and, uh, Tesla is currently based in California. I know there, uh, there's rumors of them moving out to Texas, uh, but we definitely, uh, would like to, uh, live out there. That's our plan A. Um, and, uh, I'd like to manage one of their service centers. That's, that's definitely, um, my, my number one, like long-term, uh, goal right now is like, professionally is to be able to do that. Um, and I, I'll have to, nobody, uh, hires a manager, uh, outright. Um, out of university uh, you always have to kind of work your way up and uh, so that's uh, the plan is to start uh, as an intern in their START program and uh, upon graduation from university and uh, then uh, either work in their service centers and basically take the opportunities that come to me in the company. Um, until I'm able to be at a management position and possibly even uh, continue moving out further to uh, have a better influence on uh, uh, the employees uh, who work under me and also uh, help the company uh, to be profitable and to provide good service. and that's obviously not the, as I said, that's a, the plan A and they're, um, well, definitely Haley and I will take like the opportunities that like come to us, um, as we choose what's best for, um, us and our future children, but that's definitely where we see ourselves and would like to see ourselves going.
0: I dig, I dig.
1: Ben? <laughs> what's that look for, Haley? I dig. A dig, a dig.
0: I like what he's saying. And I, I look forward to seeing you guys go there, um, as far away from me as possible. Just kidding. <laughs>
1: I've been further.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, actually. Uh, so, okay, last question. Um, you already saw me ask Haley this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you um, at the end of your life when you're looking back at everything you've accomplished, everything that you will accomplish. What are the things that you're most proud of and what are you most satisfied with?
1: I mean, I'm definitely already uh, proudest to be Haley's husband. Um, that's, <laughs> I feel like that's the best part of me is that I'm, uh, it's like, oh, who's Spencer? Oh, she, he's Haley's husband. And that's um, one of my favorite parts about myself. Uh, but I definitely look, As I've mentioned, I look forward to being a father. um, And I know that uh, I'll be nothing but uh, proud of uh, our children and their accomplishments and what we accomplished together. Also, looking back, I'm definitely proud of uh, my family members that I grew up with, Uh, my siblings and my parents um, uh, were... I mean, we're all still uh, growing, but we've uh, definitely come so far from uh, from where we started. Uh, and I th- I think that's, uh, for me, that's kind of the, the point um, in life is growth. Uh, and that's what I'm going to be proudest of, both in myself and in the ones that I love that I've grown have become better than uh who i was yesterday or a year ago or from when i was born
0: yeah uh well i can say i'm i'm very glad to have seen you grow from the person who cries about the end of the world (laughs) when the when the ward splits um to to being my friend and uh so i really appreciate you being my friend and also for joining me on my wax museum today
1: Thanks for having me. And to be clear, I still cry about the end of the world. The end of the world is just about different things now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, makes
0: sense. (laughs) All right, now get out of my apartment. Bye. And thank you for listening. Not just to this show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you. The people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time Just five minutes to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco.